Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It has a $1.2 billion annual impact on the city. And so we want that area to continue to thrive. I think they want some live music there. I, they want some cocktail bars. They have some grand plans. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Last week, we talked a lot about new things opening and how Raleigh is not slowing down this summer. There's so much more, we couldn't get it all in. So today, we're going to talk about the breweries expanding, a new project in Glenwood South, and of course, Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem's here to dish on all of it. Absolutely. This one is a um, fun one for us. Um, So you may or may not remember... uh, Exactly a year ago, I think now, we told you uh, what was going in place of the infamous, um, beloved Peace Street Auto Station at the corner of Peace and Glenwood. We we presented this place called The Yard that was going to go there. It was a shipping container concept. Anyway, it never happened. And we, not only did we take flack in the beginning <sighs> just from people being sensitive about their neighborhood, I shouldn't say no one was happy. There were certainly people excited to have another bar, but the people that were unhappy were just very unhappy. It didn't help us that it just kept— It never look, happened. Right. It kept looking like nothing happened. Well, we kept getting calls and emails going, I thought you said. I thought you said. Yeah. Which I'll say on the record right now. We tell you about things that we know as fact a year or two years in advance sometimes. We don't know when it's going to happen. Right. I mean, just like we told you about Madre two years ago. We knew it was happening, but we can't control how quickly it happens. This project— we found out about in the very early stages. We both have a great relationship with John Silbinder, who owns The Merchant and Little City and 
green light and architect, architect and, and yeah. who has a Virgils. slew of great places that we love. And he's a good friend to the magazine. And he said, it's similar in concept to Boxyard. Yeah. If you've been out there. Did, so they're they're keeping the original building, and then they were going to add some multi-level, various shipping containers, some multi-level, and then also, you know, fire pit, you know, game-dotted parking lot. They're not doing anything. You're not expanding the space in huh. any way. Um, no high-rise, no 40-story, exactly. no nothing. And so I think, you know, it was just probably shocking for people at first that essentially this is a fact that you would be extending the Northern Gateway of Glenwood South across Peace Street. And I think that was something that kind of freaked people out because that's residential. But to be fair, what's on the opposite corner was a real estate company, right? So it wasn't like that was a home either. And I think that sometimes what's easier to convey, you know, in a conversation format like this is maybe the vibe the vibe wasn't going to be like a nightclub, like with, you know, oh. you know, it was going to be more like picture like the breweries where you take your family and you take your dog and like you, you know, and we're not John Seal. We don't know how it's actually going to take no. shape. And but. we're not, and we're not PR for him. But what I will say is he's in very much the same mode that Zach Medford's in. Right. Zach is now. For Tapyard. He's at Tapyard. Yeah. You know, Zach was doing all kinds of bars downtown. Now he's a family man. And so he created a space there. And and John's in the same boat. He's got one little girl and another one on the way. And I think this is a unique space. And I think something like this, I get it's on Glenwood South. I get it's Glenwood South. But I think it also is jumping the street, as you've talked about. There's a great neighborhood of people who live up there, who have children, who might pull them down in a wagon and have a beer and eat lunch and and it's an overlay district. So the good thing about that, and the only thing I can tell you about that, I'm not going to get the, all the jargon right from the city. But the reality is nothing on Peace Street on that side is going to go 40 stories, 20 stories. It's protected because there's residential behind it. Exactly. And I think there's a possibility that the ethos around this may have changed with everything that's going on mm-hmm. in Five Points. People are extremely excited right now, and we're going to have a whole separate episode on this, but excited about Rialto and Aja and... Um, eventually trophy coming and all these things. And and they're saying things like Bickett Boulevard is now one of the most, you know, populated streets. possibly a brewery district. Yeah. You know, it's like people are so excited to walk down Bickett now. And and I think that's kind of the vision here. And also, we might have buried the lead a little bit. It's also not going to be called The Yard anymore. Yes. Um, so it's going to be called Embargo. I which like it. I love it. It's a, a clearly a play on shipping containers, but also bar is straight there in the middle of the word. And so that's super clever, um, really smart. And I think people are going to have questions about what took so long. Obviously, we just talked about Madre with anything time. It just takes time and you're dealing with this. But there's also some like turnover here with the people and the vision that they wanted to to work with and adopt. Um, but they, you know, when we dropped this story a year ago, they had renderings. This was real. They And those renderings are still the, the vision and what they're going for. But in terms of who the collective team is implementing that yeah. vision, it just, you know, it, it they hit work. pause and they and they yeah. reestablish that. So as we know it, right this moment, they are supposed to break ground in July and with a delivery date late summer, early fall. Now, at that point, you're dealing with permitting and yeah. everything else. So. Which is taking long for everybody. But if you're not clear on where we're talking about, it is directly across the street from Mellow Mushroom. Yep. It's diagonally across from Mojo's. It is at the corner of Peace and Glenwood. Yeah. And, and some people don't don't know oh, that you no, worked no, there years ago yeah. and so it's, I did, yeah. and so it is a great spot and i 
I have a feeling that it's going to have a different feel than when you hop the street and go down Glenwood South, Cornerstone and stuff. I have a feeling this is going to end up being more like a Noose River Brewing when it first opened with families and wagons and, you know, yeah, I, I really do. And also think about what is right there. So so two important points. One, you've got Mojo's and Mellow Mushroom right across from it, which also have very chill vibes. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just naturally going to play into that. And two, and you love this, Gina always talks about how that area is a cash cow for the city. Well, they just released recently that it has a $1.2 billion annual impact on the city. And so we want that area to continue to thrive. Obviously, we wanted to do it in a way that is comfortable for the residents, but that's what Five Points is doing, and that's why I brought that up. And so, I, you know, I think— you I, know. I don't want to piss anyone off here, certainly, but I look at it and go, if you buy a house in Glenwood South— right. You kind of know what you're getting, folks. It, this Glenwood South wasn't born yesterday, and so no. you have to have some tolerance. I get you don't want someone peeing in your front yard or at 2 a.m. or you're throwing their beer cans down. I do think the $200 parking ticket is going to be a um, an interesting deterrent. So yeah. parking after 9 o'clock um, on Glenwood South could get you a $200 parking ticket. And it starts it starts August first, I believe. I mean, that's that's. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think, and also, if you know anything about local icon, then you think about Little City, yes. the Merchant. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are all well conceived, chill spots. Um, but just to tell you a little bit more about it, there will be food. He's flirting with three or four casual food concepts. Um, maybe bringing back the Linus and Pepper sandwiches. Mm. Um, maybe having a slick burger program. So if we bring Best Burgers back next year, you never know. Linus and Peppers Um, is one of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. So I think it's definitely, you know, if you start to see some movement there, the signage has already changed. And by signage, I don't mean on the the auto inspection station. I mean like the the front signage on the corner. It says what's coming. Yeah. And so you'll start to probably see some movement there soon. And that's, you heard it here first. Yeah. And we weren't lying. We weren't lying. <laughs> we were not lying. I promise you, we don't tell stories that aren't true. And speaking of that. That's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so an issue or two ago in the magazine, we announced that Cafe Carolina and Bakery at Village District was um, going away. Yep. And <laughs> that it was being replaced with Postino Wine Bar. I think they're out of D.C. I can't remember where they're out of, but it's definitely not local. It's beautiful. Um, But it's not local by any means. And there's no doubt Village District is making moves. Yes. And and I'm excited for them because for a long time, they've sort of been this sort of great little area, but they they weren't the nightlife spot. They weren't – they didn't have a lot going on other than lunch and shopping, casual dinner. We just went and saw Pete Davidson (sighs) and, like, we couldn't really even have a drink. Oh, my God. So I'm going (laughs) to – I'm going to tell this story. I've already told I told the management team out there, and they laughed. We went to Pete Davidson, had a great time, best show. It so was the fun. eight o'clock show. It wasn't like the eleven no, o'clock and show. And we walk out of there at ten thirty or so, and we're like, "Okay, where are we going?" Well, of course, we're staying at Village District. We're not driving anywhere. There's right. there's like eight of us. We're gonna go. Some- so we walk to Village Draft House. I order the first round. It comes out. I walk back in to order the second round. He goes, "Bar's closed." It's 11 o'clock. I was like— Y'all should have seen her. <laughs> oh, I was pissed. I mean, I was like— well, and they didn't do a last call. They didn't call. do a last call. Right. I'm like, the bar was packed with people who were telling stories about, oh, my God, this was my favorite joke. Yeah. There was so much energy that came out of Good Nights that was 
spewing its way down the street. I was like, you can't close. And he goes, uh, we close at 11 o'clock. And I was like, okay. So given that the—I don't know how this works. I'd be curious. Given that the city allows you to serve until 2, I, I'm curious if they had the authority to say, we're oh, going to stay open an extra 30 but minutes But you know tonight. how this works. The person working on that Saturday right, night is not the owner. Right. If that had been me and I owned the place, I'm like, order all night. We'll be here till 2 o'clock. But it wasn't. And those people didn't know they were going to be busy and probably weren't. Um, so I think there's some movement going on. And Well, I don't think. I know there's movement going on <laughs> at Village <laughs> District. Um, to They really want it to be an 18-hour um, community mm-hmm. where that whether you're there to pick up your dry cleaning, get your shoes fixed, pick up a biscuit in the morning, get your watch fixed at Bailey's, shop, eat lunch. But then late night after you see a show, I think they want some live music there. I, they want some cocktail bars. They have some grand plans. I mean, shout out to Brooke Kahn, um, who's the GM over there mm-hmm. with Regency. She's got vision, and she is out scouring around town, trying, talking to chefs, trying to bring some new interesting things to space. And, folks, they have 100,000 square feet underground that is primed for development. Oh, yeah. That's a game changer because if you drive through Village District, it's pretty full. Yeah. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. Okay, so back to the original story. We tell the story that Pastino Wine Bar is coming in and taking the space at Cafe Caroline and Bakery. Well, we get a call. Well, okay, so let me just jump in really quick. So we confirmed. We did. Oh, we knew this was true. We confirmed that Cafe Caroline was leaving with multiple people. We also tried to confirm that Pastino was coming in, and they didn't say they weren't, but they also just evaded the question like, we love Raleigh. Okay, so we do it as a word on the street was my point. And we knew Cafe Caroline was leaving. The word on the street part was whether or not Pastino would be taking their place. Right. And then I get an email 
That's and how I it got started. A, yeah. I got an email. There was a picture of the story because I wrote it. And it says, I need to speak to you. And so I gave it to Gina. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I don't shy away from this stuff because, I mean, obviously we can make mistakes and we'll own it. We didn't make a mistake on this one. But I felt bad, sort of. John, the owner, <laughs> called and he's like, how dare you? My employees didn't know. And I said, hang on a second. And, he, and so it took a longer conversation. I said, so you had no idea that your lease wasn't being renewed. Well, someone's been in here measuring. Mm-hmm. I knew that somebody was thinking they were moving in, but it initiated a conversation. And I'm not sure that it didn't ultimately help him because we we told that story and now he's going into the SOCA space and they're extending their hours. So they're keeping their employees. They're just moving into a new space and they're going to have beer and wine. So I think what, much like when Brugger's Bagels left North Hills, and there were some people who were not happy about that. But Kane had a vision of wanting something on that property that was an all-day, not just a morning until 2 p.m. Yeah, and in this case, what we reported was that they were leaving in 2024. Right. And now, instead, they're going to have new digs, yeah, new digs in Village District in early September 2023. Right. So, so I mean, this clearly is, this is like— you this know. is coming, and they're going to add beer and wine. They're going to stay open later. Um, so the loyal following. I mean, I love—I can't tell you the number of um, coffee meetings and meetings I have at Cafe Carolina. Let me tell you, if you're looking for some of Raleigh's um, older statesmen <sighs> and women, you can find them there holding court. And so it's a it's a great spot. None I, of us, one of us wanted it to go away. It was just fact that it was going away. And, and we didn't know they didn't know. Because those that wasn't the exact source that we got it from. However, I will say in my you know two and a half plus tenure here, this particular story that Cafe Carolina was leaving the original word on the street story, I think that I've gotten more emails about that one than almost anything besides maybe kratom. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, P- it was definitely something that had been in the city yeah. for a long time. It's you know. It has a following, like it you does. said. And so I think it's great that I think this had a happy silver lining, well, and, rainbow ending. And also, let's think about it. I mean, how nice is it they're getting new digs? Yeah. They're getting a new space. They're getting a facelift. They're getting to update what they do. Yeah. That's exciting for any of us. They're getting a much better patio, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, and honestly, instead of being tucked back inside Fields District, they're going to be on that front corner. Right. I mean, that spot Soka had, that was, that's prime real it's estate. It's a great yeah. I, I love that spot. Yeah. I've, I've wondered why it was sitting empty as long as it has. I get that it doesn't have obvious parking right at the front door. But again, we but can all walk 30 feet. Yeah. I mean, if you, any of those storefronts, you easily just park. There's like a deck right behind right, it that's right free. Right behind it. Yeah. And people don't know that. There's a deck right behind Soka, bottom level. You can park right there. If you know where the Starbucks is in Cameron Villas, you literally just keep driving, like, past the front door of Starbucks, and then there's the deck. And then you can go in the doors, like, through a little hallway in the doors of the businesses. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy. But, yeah, you're right. People don't know that's there, I think. But it took a little while, but I think he doesn't hate us anymore. He actually was— I know. I think it was kind of divine intervention, maybe. Right. And he reached out and said we could tell the story and photograph it when he was in his new space. So Well, that's exciting for everyone. Exactly. So we'll do a little bit of five points now. We will jump over there. Yeah. So we were excited to break the story 
that Trophy was expanding out of downtown to Five Points, I woke up on, um, I can't even tell you what day it was now, but it was the day of the Pride Run, Run for Love at Dick's Park Mm -hmm. to a text that was sent overnight that said, you didn't hear this from me, but Trophy purchased um, electric supply on Bickett Boulevard and Lone Rider is closed in five points, and there's probably a pizza place going in. And I was like, oh, wait. Wow. And you guys know this, like, blue building, infamous, <sighs> you know. Gorgeous building. And I I have asked David, and I hope it's um, Meeker. I was like, you can't change the color. I mean, you're talking about it's, it is 23,000 square feet. It is next to Aja, um, Chidi Kumar's new spot. Which just opened. Yeah. Just opened. That was another thing that opened while you were gone and you missed. Um, no, I know. <laughs> can you join us for dinner? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to Charleston. <laughs> oh, whatever. You ate your way through I've Charleston. I definitely ate well. I'm, you did. I'm happy. But it's really interesting that while some breweries in town are jumping to Durham and expanding there, Trophy is really— Doubling down. Doubling down <laughs> on Raleigh. And I do see what they're saying about this possibly being a brewery district. I oh, mean, we're yeah. calling it Five Points East. But the reality is with Noose River and Nickel Point and Trophy, I mean, there's R&D. There is so much right there. And they're really, like, the proximity is I, you could just do, like, a brewery hop, yes. which I think is really cool. And um, I saw an Instagram post over the weekend or this week that was like how cool it would be. It was somebody that lived in Five Points and how cool it was to watch people walking down the street to go to to Aja and to imagine what that will be like once Trophy opens, which, oh. by the way, is not until next year. But, you know, the excitement is already just through the roof. Well, I remember when News River first opened and, and that was before they had the restaurant. And it was always the thing I was talking about, people pulling their wagons, they live in the neighborhood, they brought mm. their kids, their dog, whatever, and it became such a neighborhood gathering spot. That is exactly what's happening at Aja with music. Yeah. There is a lot of live music that's happening without a ticket. Mm-hmm. You just buy your glass of wine and sit in, behind Aja at night. Should Aja, check that out. Yeah, if you haven't been, I think what is I'm excited to go to Aja for is it is primarily outside. I mean, there's a bar and there's a there's a few indoor tables, which reminds me of Hummingbird a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although I think there's a larger part of Hummingbird that just was closed during COVID, but right. in that like first entrance of Hummingbird. Um and but it's a covered patio and it's just yeah, and they have the live music. Sure. I mean, I think it's a vibe. But. So just quickly, Trophy is um going to open Initially as a small tap room mm-hmm. and then going to expand to more restaurants and full brewing services there because the space allows for it. They're going to stick with their pizza yep. menu and expand. And and they're just really excited. I think, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I think they were looking at this space. I think when Chidi decided to go there and they saw that, you know, Hayes doing what he's doing at the Rialto all of it's in walking distance, all of it. And so it's just, um, it's a natural progression for such a community-based company like Trophy. Oh, absolutely. And it's a really cool renaissance for that area that doesn't change the face of it at the same time. Yeah. Um, and exciting news, Crank Arm. Jumping to Durham. <laughs> jumping to Durham. And 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 I we love Crank Arm. And they have wanted to do this for a while. And this is such a natural move for them. They are going... 
um, in the lower level of Beckon Apartments, which is a gray star property. Um, oh, my God. Apartment living. I wish it had looked that way when I was. I might I still know. be living in an apartment. Um, but it's near the old baseball field in the bullpen area, um, 311 Liggett. And that's their social district. Yes. The bullpen area. Yeah, right. for sure. But the other neat thing is the city of Durham has already purchased all the land near it. And they're go- literally their greenway is going to roll within 20 feet that's so cool. And so we, I mean, obviously, crank arm, bicycles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's intentional, but uh, also intentional in addition to the seltzers and wines and ciders, they are going to be pouring liquor at this location, which they cannot do in Raleigh. This came up in the interview I was doing with them about, I didn't realize the law had changed. And I don't know how I missed this, but the laws have changed around breweries this year. And if you, if it's a tap room, but not on-site brewing. Mm-hmm. You can serve a cocktails. full bar mm-hmm. cocktails, and so you're going to see places that are tap rooms suddenly go to full bar. Yep. And I'm excited about that. I like beer. I'm not the biggest beer drinker in the room. I would love to to understand the law better, and I think we will, and we will bring it yeah. to you. But um, in the meantime, you can have liquor at the Crank Arm in Durham. So yes. that's exciting. Um, and then coming back to five points, um, this is really like a brewery movement. Lone Rider closed in five points, but then now they had their grand opening in Durham. Right. This is a Lone Rider distillery and tap room. They will also have cocktails like we just talked about. And so they're bringing that sort of Wild West energy to Durham. And I, I don't think there's anything about Lone Rider not being loved in five points. I think, frankly, that's a hard location. It doesn't have a lot of parking. Um, it's a large space that had been a restaurant. And I also think that during the time that the Rialto was closed might not have been helping them because they weren't getting that overflow. It'll be interesting to see because they haven't said, my understanding is they haven't said they're closed forever. They haven't. But my understanding is from sources that that they are are (laughs) and that lots of other restaurateurs are looking at it. Um, that block is going to be a hot spot. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a it's a game changer, like just like we just said about good nights and wanting something in Village District, you know? Yeah. I think one business befalls another. And as soon as Rialto is back later this summer and people are looking for somewhere to go after the movie, people are going to be fighting over that space. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I so. think it should be a Raleigh Magazine office spot. They should, we should have a bar in there. Oh, that works. Yeah. Okay, so quick rapid fire. You know I drink gin. I know you drink vodka and tequila. <laughs> I got it. I got it. But if you have to drink a beer, Ooh. any brewery, what do you drink? Or what type of beer do you drink? Oh, okay. Type I can do. Um, I usually look for like the Hefeweizens or the wit beers. Okay. So I'm, I'm a trophy wife girl. Oh. I like, well, <laughs> there you go. I guess I want to be somebody's trophy wife. There maybe maybe that speaks to who I am. But that's the style Freudian of slip. That's you know. And I like the crank arm white wall wit. Same yes, kind of thing. Yes, that's I'm what, a yeah. light beer kind of girl. Beer's not really my thing, so I'm excited about the expansion into more tap rooms having full liquor license. Yeah, and actually the story that goes with this episode about the brewery movement talks about some things that are um, really on fire right now, and sours is one of them. So I'd like to try more of those. You're making a face. We should try them and see what we think. You know, I I went to Fun Guys, which I have to say, I— Is it fun? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's great. I was super surprised they served me something that tastes like the great Kool-Aid my mom made when I was a kid. And let me tell you, it's not my mom's Kool-Aid. It's really good. Oh, well, I'm going to try that. That sounds good. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.